Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to the Equipped to Be podcast. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Today, I have the smiling homeschooler, Mr. Todd Wilson, on the program. I've known Todd for many years. He's a homeschool dad of eight. He's got a podcast called The Smiling Homeschooler, but it's not exactly what you think. Today, we're going to talk about just what it's like to be a homeschool dad, a dad in general, what catching a vision for your family actually is, and how parents, moms and dads, can delight and enjoy the gift of being able to build a family and raise them in a homeschool environment. I know you're going to love our episode today. It's just full of joy and hope and encouragement uh, with some truths peppered in, but even those truths will make you feel right at home because you aren't alone in the journey of raising a family. And if you are homeschooling that as well, Todd will disarm you. So I cannot wait to get this episode of Equipped to Be brought to you. If you have a second Text your friend, tell them to tune in to the show, go over and like or subscribe to our podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you have questions or comments, you can send them to contact at ConnieAlpers.com. We love to get your feedback. You can visit uh, for more episodes. All the information is going to be in the show notes. So make sure you go over to ConnieAlpers.com and you will find all the show notes where where you can find our guest today. Well, welcome to the program, everyone. As you heard, I have the smiling homeschooler, Mr. Todd Wilson himself on the program today. And we're going to talk about a couple important matters. One, as it relates to the joyfulness. If you have been around Todd at all, then you know he will make you laugh in a heartbeat. He, it's not because life isn't serious, but it's because his approach to life. So Todd, thanks for coming on the Equipped to Be program. I'm just delighted to have you. It is a pleasure. I think they say that at Chick-fil-A a lot. So that's what I'm that's my new thing. That's true. Have you noticed that one tagline has permeated all of industry? Anytime you get served by a service industry, they almost don't know what to say except my pleasure. So <laughs> well, like they try to-, to be creative and they try to change that up. Like it's our something something or at Culver's they say welcome to delicious and I'm like yeah it doesn't work the same way (laughs) just 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 steal it and own it (laughs) that's right you know we all know where it came from right and we should have that attitude of serving others it should be our pleasure to serve others oh my goodness especially as we're handing them over money right that's right (laughs) um so hey Todd tell my listeners a little bit about you and your family because you have a large family you homeschool and you are on a mission Uh, you know my my mission has changed sometimes my mission is just to survive now (laughs) uh but uh 
a long time ago. <laughs> back um, in the day. Back in the day. Now, my wife and I, uh, we've been married over 30 years. We have eight children. We've got five grandchildren. Our kids live real nearby. I mean, my oldest lives right next door. And I got another son across the street. And just life is so full. We've been homeschooling from the very beginning. It's been maybe the greatest gift God has ever given us besides his son. Just that ability to have our kids at home. And I wouldn't change anything about it. Our home is loud. You know, my wife says, I feel like all they do is argue and bicker. And I'm like, honey, (laughs) that's the music of our home. And one day it'll be silent. Even though it doesn't seem to be getting any more silent, it gets it's getting louder. So we've traveled around the country encouraging homeschoolers. And really, that's my thing. I want to encourage parents of all shapes and sizes and all backgrounds. But I love homeschooling because, you know, really, you're getting a serious group of people who are or willing to make some sacrifices. And I know I know the sacrifices. Sometimes you doubt the sacrifice. You think, is this worth it? You know, my kids don't seem to be getting any smarter. They seem to be getting dumber, Uh, you know, and I'm here to tell you over and over again, it is infinitely worth it. You know, I think that's amazing coming from a dad that that says, hey, it's worth it because it is a cost to homeschooling. I'm actually part of the all done club and you're still in the, the middle of homeschooling. So you have the grandbabies, the revolving door, the kids at home, the kids across the street, the kids that still need to get math done, and you're still saying it's worth it. Oh, yes, it, it is. And even my son said the other day, uh, you know, I can't imagine what we would have missed mm. had we gone off to school. And And actually, on our podcast, we had four moms who have not started homeschooling yet, but they're all thinking about homeschooling. They're all friends. And one of the the moms, she said, you know, my husband was homeschooled. And when he talks about just being at home with his family and all those experiences, she goes, I just want that for my kids. And it does have all those hard things, you know, that are associated with it. It'd be a lot easier to say, goodbye, guys. Have a good day at school. I drop you off at seven and I will see you about five. (laughs) Or even better, the bus comes and gets you. (laughs) Um, That's true. uh, You know, I just think we will have missed so much, so much. You know, it's funny. My husband and I were out of town recently, just the other day. And on the way home, we were just talking about the choices and the decisions we made. And as a dad, you get it. Every member of the family has a role to play. You have eight, I have five. Without each child filling a specific role, whether it's their temperament, their personality, some are loud, some are soft Mm. and quiet, some are compliant, some aren't. But all of us, mom, dad, each child has a role to play within the family. And if they weren't there, there would be a gap, a void. There, something would be missing, and that's the one of the beautiful things of being able to homeschool your kids is you're able to paint that picture for them of their worth and their value, their identity. We are created for and designed by our relationships, and in homeschooling, boy, what better place to foster that being a team, working together, even when you don't feel like it, but. If somebody isn't doing something, Todd, if you're not doing your thing, then those kids are like, hey, where's food? I'm sorry. 
there's not any. Or <laughs> if you don't have time to go get groceries and the refrigerator door opens and it's like, what is there to eat? Ah, nothing. I didn't feel like going grocery shopping. We all have a role to play. Uh, but you know, you have a podcast. You and I both are contributors to Homeschooling Today magazine. So we write to homeschoolers, inspiration, tips, help, stuff like that. You're from a dad's perspective, and I focus on the relationship aspect of what happens in the home, the dynamics that can change. I would love, why did you come up with this title, The Smiling Homeschooler? Besides the fact you are perpetually joyful. No, I am not perpetual. <laughs> People will say, oh, you're the smiling homeschooler. I'm not the smiling homeschooler. Really what I want, I want moms to smile because we started this homeschooling thing thinking it was going to be fun. You know, we had these little kids and we thought, oh, we're going to joy in just having our home, educating our children, having them home. You know, we had these little pictures in our head and and somewhere along the way, we quit smiling. I mean, our kids aren't smiling. We're not smiling. Dad's not smiling. Nobody's smiling. And I'm thinking, why? You know, we should be not because we have to plaster some fake smile on our face and go, well, I'm going to smile today, even though some days you have to do that, you know, and go just a little bit, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or you have to, you have to intentionally smile at a child who's hard to smile at, you know, because they need their smile. But I just think, you know, we've been given this great gift. I think we've forgotten. We've forgotten why we homeschool. You know, we, we thought, we thought it was about relationship. You talk about relationship and we believe that, but all these things begin to creep in our head and, you know, we're looking at social media and everybody else seems like they're having a fun time. We're not having a fun time. They're having amazing meals. We're not having amazing meals. Their house looks like it's, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines house. And, and ours looks like, you know, I don't know, a hee-haw or something like that, <laughs> or, you know, hoarders. Uh, and, and we think this is not fun. And I just want to remind moms, really, I don't want to remind them how to succeed as much as I just want to remind them that they're not alone, you know, because it's such a good feeling when I see a post and they go, I'm ready to put my kids in in boarding school. I don't even in the Swiss Alps or whatever. I was just going to say overseas. <laughs> overseas boarding school, maybe a military school. And somehow that makes me feel better when someone else says that. Um, I was just talking to a dad the other day, and he was talking about struggling to figure out where he's supposed to be. And I said, oh, man, I get so many emails from this dad's just like that. And it almost, I think it shocked him because he just assumed he was the only guy out there. And I think moms feel, like I've said lots of times, I feel like most moms feel like they're failing, but most moms feel like they're the only one who feels like they're failing. That just blows me away. And so I think by just being real, you know, people say, oh, Todd, you're so funny. I'm not funny. But what I say is what they're feeling. And it feels funny. And it because, resonates with them. And because it was like it was said out loud. And they go, oh, that felt so good. <laughs> you know, so that's what I want. That's really what I want. I just want us to smile because we're right where God has put us. And he's surrounded us by these great gifts. And I'm afraid we'll miss them in the middle of it. On your social media, you had a meme that I read uh, and it said something about, it's not a calling, it's not a this, it's not a that, it's a gift. And Mm. I think I replied on your post, I said, 
for years because we homeschooled all five of our kids uh-huh. from kindergarten till we turned the tassel on the last child. And I can remember though saying, oh, we felt called, God called us to do this. Um, all the things, all the things that you believe you're, you're doing, we're shaping, we're changing the world, we're doing all these things through our homeschooling. But it wasn't really, Todd, till later in my journey that I started to see that as a gift. It was not a necessarily a gift every day when I had to fight <laughs> right, with certain right, kids. Right, right, right. You know, I don't want to diagram a sentence. Who cares <laughs> what a noun does or a verb does? Or you have to sit there and say, geometry proofs matter. No, they don't. I'll never use them to the kid who became an engineer. Oh, those were, <laughs> those were kind of needed. <laughs> I didn't see the gift, but I did see the opportunity to build a family. And mm. for me, uh, Todd, I talk about building a family who wants to do life together. And you so perfectly said it. We don't want to turn the tassel and then say, okay, we don't want our kids to go see you. Thanks for the keys to the car. Thanks for the upbringing, but as for your values, as for your beliefs, as for your faith, well, nah, that's just mm-hmm. yours. That's not mine. Or, no. hey, mom and dad, thanks. I'll see you. I need some space. I kind of need some me time. I need to get away from all the chaos in our home and your rules. We wanted to build a family that wanted to do life together, that wanted to come home. People are shocked. When I heard you say your kids are across the street, they're next door, they're in and out, some are home, the babies are running around, it's crazy, it's loud. There's not a day where someone isn't popping over at some time to borrow a tool, to grab something from my kitchen, to hang out. To take out, something. To, to take, take something. something. That's why Maybe. they come. <laughs> Maybe. Um, or to come have dinner. Like this, uh, there was recently, I had I realized there was no food in my house. When your right. kids grow up and they move out, you're not there yet, but your children do grow up. They do move out. And they do get off the payroll, but they do come back. And that's mm-hmm. that's what we want. And so I sent a simple text after I went out to a big wholesale groceries chain. And all I bought was chicken salad and some croissants and mm-hmm. Cheetos. And I said, hey, anybody want to come for dinner? I have chicken salad on a bed of lettuce or a croissant and some black raspberries and Cheetos. All but two came because they were on date night. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be expensive, but I do believe we have the opportunity, as you were saying, it's a gift. We have an opportunity to paint pictures for our kids of what doing life actually looks like. Mm -hmm. And you talk a lot about that, just making people feel normal. I don't think this not feeling like enough as a mom is just due to social media. I think it was long before social media because God tells us not to compare ourselves with mm-hmm. one another, which means we've been doing it for a long time. And I'm sure you have to tell your wife or remind her sometimes, don't look at what they're doing. You're seeing the highlight reels or you're not seeing what's happening behind closed doors, the hurt or struggles. So Todd, tell me, give us a piece of advice. You're dad. And I know this isn't cultural. It's not politically correct, but I do believe, and I know you believe we are a team as a couple. If you're married, you're a team, but dad, God has placed order in the family and you're the head of your home. And, and as such, I'm assuming you believe that, but yeah, as such, 
you know, sometimes you have to talk your wife off the, the ledge of, I just want to quit. Sometimes you have to calm your kids down. Sometimes you have to refocus. Sometimes you have to take your wife out of the house, away from the noise and the chaos so you can refocus on your marriage or talk about problems or pray through something. Um, okay, so that was a loaded question, but here's the, the essence of it. When and how do you recommend families, parents, dads in particular, to gauge the temperature in the home and when he needs to act and how he needs to respond? Well, I've, you know, I've spent my whole adult life really doing just that. And it's not easy for even a, in homeschooling or really wives in general, because I do think like you were talking about. You know, it's not because of social media. I, I think moms, wives, women are more prone to the father of lies, even than than husbands are. You know, I think from the very beginning when Satan said, are you sure? That's what God said. And I think he's been attacking moms in the same way. Are you sure you're not ruining your kids? Are you sure you're teaching them everything they need to know? Are you sure your curriculum is as good as your neighbors or whoever, or their house is cleaner or their marriage is better? Or And it just goes on and on and on. And I know sometimes it causes my wife and it, it causes other moms to, to lose their smile, to look at their children like they're the enemy. Like you're, you're in the way. You're of ruining me. my life. <laughs> yes. You know, I could homeschool you if it weren't for you. And here's what happens. It really turns ugly. My wife wakes up thinking about how she's failing in all these areas. You know, like I'm not being a good wife. I'm not being a good husband or not a, a good mom. I'm not being a good sister. I'm not being a good daughter. I'm not being a good any of these things. And then it kind of dawns on her. She looks at me and she goes, it's your fault. <laughs> I was just thinking, but if you, if you, Todd, would just. If you if hadn't. You... If you hadn't let our kids watch so many television shows or hadn't, you know, we've been done family altar or if we had not been our had our kids in youth group or we did ha should have put our kids in youth group or name a hundred other things. It doesn't matter. And, you know, I think that's where dad says, you know, not he, he didn't assert his authority. He assumes his role. Oh, and he says, beautiful. He said, honey, honey, that's not the truth. You're doing an amazing job. Our kids are amazing. Even some of those things, you know, like my wife, she came to me fairly early on and she goes, I don't want to teach about dinosaurs. She goes, I don't like dinosaurs. And there's nothing about them that I think is cool. I don't like their names. I don't like, sure, they're big, but I don't care. And I said, well, don't teach them about dinosaurs. And she said, well, Ken Ham said they'll walk away from the faith if they don't know about dinosaurs. And I'm like, honey, you love God. You haven't walked away. We're okay. And really, I kind of took the pressure away from her and I took it upon myself. And I said, you know what? I'll assume the responsibility. You don't have to teach about dinosaurs. There was another time, you know, early on, you know, the homeschool movement is always going because we're so serious minded. We're prone to kooks. You know, we're prone to people going, what you ought to do is this. And it sounds like maybe God said it. God didn't say it, but it sounds like he could have. And, you know, my wife was thinking, well, I really, she read these books. She goes, I really feel like I need to look this way, dress this way, and I need to be this way. And I read those books and I go, honey, you can't do it. And she's like, what do you mean? She go, I said, I'm not going to let you do that. And, you know, I wasn't going to wrestle her through it. 
But I was saying again, you know, I'll take the responsibility. If God blames somebody someday, he can blame me. But, you know, and really, my wife will still talk about that as though I was rescued. And, you know, we live in this age where rescuing women is not good. And dads, if you're listening, and, and there's probably, a lot uh, of them. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, there's you a know, lot. Dads, if you're listening, you keep rescuing your wife. You keep rescuing your daughters because they've been designed to want that, you know, to need that because they do need us to do that. So again, it's not our authority, it's our responsibility. And I just think there are just so many ways to love our wives, to encourage them in the truth. Again, I don't know about you, Connie, but I know my wife is prone to believing lies about everything. You know, she'll say, oh, my granddaughter loves them more than she loves me or my my daughter, I'm not connecting. And I'm like, that's not true. That's not true. They love you so much. And you are an amazing mom. You're an amazing grandmother. You're an amazing person. And she'll go, ah, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not wrong. But and but I, in the back and of I just her mind, she's thinking, oh, I needed that. That was balm to my soul. And I can tell because sometimes I'll take, you know, a little note and I'll take this little piece of paper and I'll write on there. Uh, I did one yesterday. You know, thanks for doing the laundry day after day, week after week, month after month, decade after decade. It's just on a scrap piece of paper, but she'll save it. You know, she doesn't like put it in a special place, but I'll see that it months later, I'll find it somewhere it because I know life into her. it does. Yes. And she needs those things. And so dads, I think we have a huge role, a huge role to play. You know, in homeschooling, we may not ever do a flashcard, open up a book, do anything like that. But I just think our role is just to be on the sidelines, cheering them on. And saying, you can do it. I know you can. As the voice of a dad in the homeschool movement, you've been at this for decades. I have a question for you. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking of all these moms would just give anything if their husband would write a note that said, thank you for anything. <laughs> right, right. And they're not. Maybe they're caught up in their career or maybe they don't believe in the whole homeschool thing. Or perhaps maybe they just don't even know what their role is, which we have a crisis, I believe, that men don't know what their role is anymore. They've been attacked and undermined and downplayed. And mm -hmm. so my question to you, Todd, is that mom that's listening to the show right now, she may be over in India or Brazil or in Switzerland. You know, we have listeners from around the country, around the world. Todd, you're a dad. You are intentional about loving your, your wife, your kids, being that, that life giver, that and I'm terrible you. at it, by the way. So, so I was going to say, <laughs> what can you say to that woman, to that mother who it just wishes her, her husband would do one of the things that you've shared? We can't nag them. So you talk right. about the lies women believe. But I'd like to know what what do you say to those moms that their husbands aren't doing that? How can you encourage them? Oh, this is this is we have a no lot. time. This is a lot harder <laughs> than you think, <laughs> you know. Because the truth is, your husband knows, he knows he's not a very good communicator. Um, whether he didn't have a good model, you know, uh, he didn't know how to do it. Um, he knows he lets you down. He does. And if I were speaking, if I could channel your husband, he would say, honey, I know I should say thank you more often. 
I know I don't get involved like I should. I know I take a back seat. And really, the reason that he knows is because you wives let us know all the time. <laughs> you don't mean to, but really, husbands are like little puppies. We stick our noses out. We get smacked on the nose over and over and over and over and over again. And after a while, we don't stick our noses out anymore. Mm. We're so afraid of doing it wrong. This is common to everybody. This is everybody. You'll ask your husband, honey, can you do this for me? And he'll go, sure. And then he starts and you go, why would you do it like that? You know, <laughs> why? Why I asked for baked beans. Why did you get the Hawaiian, you know, uh, tropical baked beans? And I'm like, I don't know. I just <laughs> went in and it looked like baked beans. And what your husband thinks in his head is like, I won't do that anymore. I didn't do it right. And I'm telling you, this is a plague. And I think so. We have all these husbands who take these steps out of their out of their marriage, out of their homeschooling life, out of every life. And you ask your husband, you say, honey, my heart's broken because my son, I mean, because our son is this doing this. What do you think we should do? And he goes, I don't care, honey. Anything you want to do is fine with me. You don't like that answer. But you know why you get that answer? Because when he says, well, I think we should do that. And you go, why would we do that? That's a dumb idea. Or maybe you just, I, I remember even, and I could talk about this for a long time. In fact, I wrote a book, How to Be a Great Wife, Even Though You Homeschool. You know, I can remember though, with my children, my wife, uh, you know, our kids were little and my wife, she goes, could you get them ready for church today? And I'm like, sure. And so I get them all ready and we get in the car <laughs> and they're all in different clothes than I put them in. And she goes, well, you look like you were dressing them for a Charles Dickens, you know, play as street urchins. But in my head, I think, so why did you ask me? You know, and so what you should do is you let your husband dress him like street urchins and then you're okay with that. You let your husband get the baked beans, even though they're the wrong baked beans, and you go, thank you. That's all. You don't have to go overboard. Just say thank you. Because again, like my, we're talking about notes, you know, some notes are hard to write. Guys are hard. It's hard for them. But you know what? I used to write my grandmother. I would write her a thank you note for something. And she would mark on it the misspelled words. Oh, no. And she'll even still talk about how I spelled grateful, G-R-E-A-T. And she looked in the dictionary and she saw that that was an alternative spelling. And she goes, you know, Todd taught me that. And my brothers will say the same thing. And you know what? We quit writing thank you notes. Because why? You know, it's not fun. What my grandmother should have just said, thank you so much for sending a note. I really appreciate that. And I would have kept sending them. And so I think for wives. She missed out on the blessing. She did because she, she did. had the wrong focus. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes wives have mm -hmm. the wrong focus. And so here's what I, here's the Holy Grail. If you want your husband's involvement, whenever he involves himself in any way, just let him. Don't correct. Don't, because again, and you're thinking, well, why? What if it's bad? Well, it will be worse. <laughs> you know, just let him. Because there really, there are a lot of wounded husbands out there who are scared to make any move without their wife's I mean, I'm, I, my wife will go, can you just order, you know, when we go to McDonald's, can you just order because I'm doing, and I'm like, I don't want to, honey. She goes, it's really simple. And I'm like, 
You say it's simple, but I'm <laughs> going to come back with the wrong thing. And, you know, and it, we laugh at it, mm. but there really is something in there. So ladies, if you want your husband to, if you want his encouragement, tell him that because husbands, we need to be told specific and say, you know, honey, could you just write me a thank you note? You know, and just, just every once in a while, I'm not telling you have to do it right now. If you want to do it right now, I'm good with that. Don't say, well, I just told you to, so why would I don't, you know, and when he writes it, say, that meant so much to me. And I'll tell you what he'll do. Inside, he'll take a little step towards you. Now, it may be imperceivable, but he has made that step, and I guarantee it'll work. As you're saying it, I was laughing, but not laughing because... You know how sometimes you laugh because there's so much truth to what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, over the years, I've done the same thing. Uh, you know, you're not doing it the the way I think you should do it. You're not doing it fast enough. You're not doing it the way I would do it. That's really what we're saying. You're not doing it the way I would do it. My way is the right way because you know I am you know managing the home and I'm doing this and that. I do know the kids and my husband and I, Tom and I, have had this conversation. We actually had it. Just last night, uh, before we recorded this episode, and he was talking about the decisions. Now, we've been married for 37 years, and he was talking about the decisions that he's made over the course of our life of raising these children. And he said, they were intentional, and they were on purpose. And he goes, you will never understand what went into the decisions that I made to be able to allow our kids to be homeschooled. He came home from the corporate world and he worked from home. So he's been at home now for 25 years, Mm. worked in the corporate world before that. But he's like, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss those years of growing up, of of the laughs and the trips and the just the whole, the whole part of it. And he said, and there was a cost to it. And I'm paying the cost in my older years because yeah, I could have been chasing the corporate dream. I could have been flying around. I could have been, you know, upping, uh, climbing the ladder and doing all this and that. He says, but I chose my family. Mm. I chose. Now, this is not for all of you listeners. We're not saying that if your husband is doing certain things or if you're doing a certain thing that that's right or wrong. We're giving you a perspective of two people, a dad and a mom that have a lot of children. Uh, We chose to homeschool and our children are older now. We're seeing the benefit that comes from the day in, the day out, the sacrifices, the mediating mm-hmm. arguments and trying to figure out how to get a dime out of a nickel for you know groceries. We're sitting there and we're saying to you, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be downright hard. You are going to face trials. Todd wants you to smile through the journey and I want you to to see the end goal and Mm -hmm. and build those relationships along the way. But I love what you said because it was my husband saying that exact same thing last Mm -hmm. night of, I will never understand the decisions and the outcome of his decisions that we made back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say from a mom's perspective, we need to remember that mom's. Our husbands, it's not easy. Um, I, I certainly uh, wouldn't want to to be in his shoes. The pressure, the attacks, the uh, like you said, the expectations everybody has 
uh, the dad to do it right Mm -hmm. and do it perfect. It's hard under that weight. And so I'm just affirming really what you said and hearing my own husband say the same thing. And um, it, he hasn't done it perfectly, but he's never claimed to. And I haven't done it perfectly. And I haven't claimed to, and much to our chagrin, our kids, you know, tell us we didn't do it perfectly. (laughs) It's our job to give them baggage. (laughs) They need baggage to work through. (laughs) Yeah, right. And they're all done with therapy now, so we're good. (laughs) I'm kidding, listeners. I am kidding. (laughs) Um, But Todd, listen, I... I love the the levity. I love the wisdom and the perspective. I love that you are a voice out there for for dads, for husbands, for homeschoolers saying, listen, you know, we started off with a dream. Sometimes the dream gets a little blurry. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to go into like, Todd, so have you ever dealt with any trials in your family? <laughs> have your kids always just been like, yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. No. Uh, because I know that's not true. <laughs> no, my parenting certificate, I keep thinking they're going to kick in the door and take it away from me. <laughs> I didn't even get one. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, my daughter gave me a little plaque one time for Christmas that said world's best mom. That's I'm like, right. You must have known I need that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's out of pity. Uh, it's out of pity. They 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 know we're down. They just want to pick us up. <laughs> poor mom. That's poor dad. right. That's right. They're looking ragged. <laughs> but, we need to get him something. Uh, listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed our conversation, uh, our time with Todd Wilson, the smiling homeschooler, and just his perspective on it. I, I hope this has blessed you. Todd, would you tell us where our listeners, and, and listeners, you know, I always do this. I'm going to have Todd's uh, website and his, his social media and podcast over on the show notes, so make sure you go over. If you have questions that you would love for Todd to address, just send them to contact at ConnieAlbers.com. We we get lots of feedback there. We'll make sure that Todd gets those. Or Todd, where can they find you? You can uh, go to the smilinghomeschooler.com and that will lead you to me. If you have a question, uh, we have a e- uh, weekly email we send out and uh, we have a Facebook community and all those other, and a podcast called The Smiling Homeschooler where you can find it wherever you find your podcast. And one thing's for sure, they're going to get the truth from a person who has gone through the trenches, had mountaintop experiences and valley experiences as well, and has a has run the gamut, has older children while ch- having children still in the home. And that's quite a unique perspective. I'm a, I'm a boomeranger. We just had another one move back. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a, not good a bad thing. thing. That's yeah, a good thing. they seek the safety, the security, the belonging that I know this is where I fit. And, and the refrigerator's better stock. And the refrigerator full of food. <laughs> chicken right. salad and croissants. <laughs> They'll be back. They'll be back. Well, thanks, Todd, for joining me today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. And as always, share this with your friend. Check out some other episodes that we have. We'll list those in the show notes. And you can always subscribe to the podcast, which I encourage you to do. So thank you, Todd, for joining us today. And friends, remember that you are equipped to be a doer of God's word. So go out and do what God's called you to do. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, Please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.